You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, we're going to do a sweep around of news and notes from the University of Utah Athletic Department, including an update on women's basketball, women's tennis, and what's up with the ski team. We'll also give you the television schedule of everything that you'll need to watch for the upcoming week, where to find it, and what time everything will start. We're going to take a look again at the portal and see what else Utah's football team might be looking at in the portal to fulfill their needs, if there are any. And lastly, we're going to talk a little bit about a rumor floating around about Morgan Scally To Jacksonville, all that, and all the Utah talk that you can handle, or at least all the talk that you can handle from my voice, on today's edition of Locked on Utes for January 13th, 2021. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Utes, your only daily Utes podcast that I know of here on the Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by our terrific sponsors. You know them well, I know them well. Built Bar, Bet Online AG, some of the best stuff on earth. Let me tell you, if you can't get behind protein bars and gambling, then you're probably in the wrong spot. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, if the Friday Ask Me Anything proved anything, we just love to talk about food on this podcast and how it relates to our favorite athletics. Today's episode is going to be heavy with a lot of news. We gave Jake the night off. He's got some stuff that he needs to take care of. Jake wishing you the best. Nothing serious. Just he's helping out a friend in need. And, and that's why we love Jake is because he is a helper. We're going to start this episode off with some news and notes from around the athletic department. I think the biggest piece of news today was actually not specific to the athletic department, but to the university as a whole. President Ruth Watkins will leave her position at the University of Utah. And we did not talk about, uh, we were not a podcast. It, it, well, I, I should say this iteration of the Locked On Utes podcast was not around during the whole Lauren McCluskey uh, saga and all the difficulty that happened with that. Uh, but that seems to be the prevailing factor and, and how President Watkins handled that situation seems to be the, the biggest reason for this announcement. On an athletics level, I, I don't know much about that. The administrative side of it, I, I don't know much about President Watkins other than what little things I've heard. But from an athletics perspective, she was an ally to the athletic department, to the coaching staff for the football team. She was someone who devoted a lot of time, effort, and energy to the athletic department at the University of Utah. And I, it, it, that is an important part to having a productive athletic department. And I think that she deserves credit for that aspect of the job now there's plenty of other things and, and reasons why she won't be continuing in the position um again the things that i'm not well versed in and, and not a, not able to break down very well 
but it will be interesting to see who they decide to hire for that position if that pre- the replacement for President Watkins is somebody who also has the athletic department's best interests at heart. If it's somebody that can help the athletic department grow and develop, I think that Utah has proven that they have an incredible fan base and a lot of hunger for football and basketball and, and being a part of the Pac-12 and showcasing what a great state and university we have here. And so because of that, I think that it, the next choice at president really does need to have uh, a positive outlook on athletics and, and really understand what Mark Harlan and all the coaches here have built and, and help them to continue and grow that and really promote it as the the porch, the, the, the doormat, however you want to describe it. It is the entryway to what the University of Utah is. It's, it's the best advertising that you can have when you showcase Rice Eccles Stadium full on a Saturday afternoon and the mountains in the background, the campus looking just absolutely pristine. So whoever it is that takes over that position, I, I sincerely hope that they have an eye towards athletics and improving that because it does help the entire university. I don't know if I've shared this on this podcast, but I worked at the University of Utah in the admissions office in 2007 when Florida won the national championship. Florida received 40,000 additional applications simply because they won a national championship. So if you don't think that athletic benefits universities in any way shape or form joining the pac-12 helped the university of utah join the aau which is one of the most prestigious academic groups out there so it it all ties together it's very important and so that's why i wanted to share that news it'll be interesting to see who takes over i don't have any idea who the candidates are definitely not my wheelhouse but we will keep you updated as we hear things going on Moving to actual sports, women's basketball dropped a heartbreaker to UCLA. Just got crushed in the first half and weren't able to recover. It was 92-67 was the final score. Camry Martin had 18 points for the Lady Utes, uh, mostly improving in the second half. They, they allowed 66% from three and 70, 72% from the field in the first half. It was really a tough outing for them in the beginning. They could just never really get it back online, but... Here's hoping that they can do just that as they'll face off against number one Stanford on Friday at 1.30 p.m. Also, sticking with the Lady Utes, gymnastics will travel, the Red Rocks, I should say, will travel to Oklahoma, as we said, to face the number two ranked Sooners at 3 p.m. Sunday on ESPN2. That's a 3 p.m. start ESPN2. So if you're an NFL fan and watching playoffs, Make sure you switch back and forth and catch some gymnastics. This team is impressive. They do have a lot of talent. This is a program that has been absolutely dominant for the University of Utah, and they are continuing that, ranked third in the country right now. So it will be a top three, two versus three facing off. Um, I'm going to try and watch it. We're definitely going to try and get some recaps from some of our gymnastics experts, though who know and understand it a little bit more than I do. I, I, I love to watch them. I love the athleticism that they exhibit, the the grace, everything else is super impressive, especially to see them do all those flips for some of my size who about the only flip I can do is rolling off the couch and trying to push myself up when I need to go get snacks. So it, it's very entertaining to me, even though I know nothing about it. So I will be tuning in and, and keeping an eye on that as well. Um, transitioning to other sports, Skiing is full slope ahead, fully downhill, speeding downhill. I I don't know skiing nomenclature. I'm sorry. But 
the good news is that the CU Invitational this week, freshman Madison Hoffman won her first slalom race as a collegiate athlete. Uh, the team competed previously in the Denver Invitational, so they've been bumping around Colorado in races. The men were supposed to compete Tuesday. Uh, I didn't receive any updates, so I'm wondering if maybe weather hindered that um, but we will keep you updated when possible about what skiing is, is doing how they're competing they place very very well in the denver invitational and and a younger squad it's great to see uh madison posting a podium so early on you know just two 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 tournaments into or two races into their season she's already won a race and helped the youths place um well, we don't know what the final results are, but put them into contention uh, for a high place. Women's tennis is continuing their season as well. They are currently in Arlington, Texas, competing against Texas Tech and Kansas in the little round-robin tournament down there. They did compete in 2020. It was a shortened season. They climbed all the way to 44th in the ITA rankings. And if that sounds like it's not that great, you need to check yourself because there's over 100 teams that compete in that. And so for them to be in that upper half is really superb, especially with all the uh, impressive tennis programs out there that don't have to deal with things like snow and weather and Rocky Mountains and everything else that Utah does. Uh, Texas Tech and Kansas are both top 30-ish programs so it'll be a good litmus test for the for the lady tennis youths they finished the 2020 season which was shortened because of COVID obviously going 10 and 5 started out the year 5 and 0 uh, under first year head coach Rick Mortera uh, finished the year 10 and 5, obviously. And most importantly, probably for those of us who don't follow the sport regularly, they notched their 11th straight victory over the team down south, BYU Cougars. So, congrats to the Lady Utes on, on starting uh, the 2021 season off. Good luck to them as, as they compete down there against Kansas and, and Texas Tech. We'll keep you updated. Excuse me, Kansas. Texas Tech and Kansas State will be the three other teams in that tournament down there in Arlington. So good luck to them as they compete, and we will keep you updated as best we can on that one. Um, it, you know, th this is an interesting podcast because some days, like today, we don't get a ton of portal news. We don't have a lot of updates for you, so it's a good chance to backtrack and, and kind of take a look at what's been happening around the athletic department. And some days you're just buried under TJ Pledger news, which is great. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So we get to what we can, try to get you in and out with as much knowledge as possible about that. So uh, in addition to that, just want to close this whole segment out with one last announcement about men's basketball on Thursday at 3 p.m. against Stanford. So it's another early start time. If you're at work, if you can tune in while you're at work, maybe that'll make it easier. I, I don't know. Um, it, it, we'll try and preview the game a little bit tomorrow. I think Stanford is a team that Utah could possibly get back on the right track against. It is a quick turnaround time, and it is going to be the third game of this four-game homestand that are all right in a row. So that aspect of it will be very fascinating to see how they respond, what kind of mental toughness this team shows, have they really checked out, or will Larry Kriskoviak be able to get them back engaged and, and working and and what will the lineup look like so 
Thursday, 3 p.m. against Stanford, ESPN2. Tune in if you can. We will always have a recap for you if you're not able to do that here on the Locked on Youth podcast. Another recap that I think is very, very important for you all is this one. I had a built bar concoction the other day that was delicious. It was the German chocolate cake. My new thing is I like to cut them up into thinner slices and kind of eat it like a sandwich or like an Oreo. Uh, I did German chocolate cake and and mint brownie. And oh my goodness, if you want to talk about decadence, that one put me under the table. I... I, I, I've talked about it a lot. I, I love Built Bar. It is my nutritional go-to snack. Uh, you know, yesterday I was kind of a little sluggish. It, it, later on in the morning, I, I, I was trying to intermittent fast a little bit here and there. And rather than breaking right into a heavy meal off of my fast, I ate a Built Bar. And it was the perfect snack to break my intermittent fast it's full of protein plenty of 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 good nutritional energy in there if you're somebody like me that's maybe trying to trim a few pounds off it it takes that hunger edge off it will give you a little bit of a jolt with the the protein that 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 uh it's a high quality protein you know some of these protein bars they'll throw any kind of protein in there and and built bar is not like that The best part about it probably is that it is so good tasting. They have a couple new flavors that I highly recommend. The lemon almond cheesecake is, mm. oh, I finally got to try a carrot cake. That's another one that I'm going to put high on my list. It was terrific. You all know how much I love the cookies and cream and the cherry barcia. The flavors are just out of this world. Five grams sugar, five grams net carbs. So it's it's so much more healthy for you than than any kind of Snickers or snack like that. Built Bar has created a promo code for you to where you can go to their website, try it out, get the mixed box like I do. You'll get some surprises in there. Uh, promo code locked on, twenty percent off your next order. Again, that's promo code locked on for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. And then get like Jake and I and get built already. I wanted to double back a little bit on our conversation yesterday. TJ Pledger commits transfer forced former four star running back transferring from Oklahoma to the University of Utah. Jake and I broke down a little bit about his skill set, what he brings to the University of Utah, filling the running back position. It's Utah is suddenly very, very thin with only one returner in Makai Bernard and an incoming freshman in Ricky Parks, who I, I am very excited about Ricky Parks. He's a bigger back. He's 5'10", 200 pounds, coming from Tampa, Florida. If you watch his running style, there are similarities, obviously, to Zach Moss. So he is right within that size profile that that Utah looks for. But he is a little bit more of a bruiser. He does have that burst and that acceleration. He does not have the kind of wiggle that TJ Pledger has. And I think that was... A big thing that was very, very appealing to the University of Utah when they picked up Pledger is that he has some scoot to him. He he runs really hard. I think Utah fans are going to like his style. The comparison I made was he's a thicker version of Troy McCormick. 
and our good friend Steve Barlow over at Utah said, yeah, Troy McCormick but can make cuts. And I thought that was a really, really great assessment. He really does have some, some tremendous speed. And like I said, he's got that twitch to him so he cannot – not just run past or run over defenders, but he can also make guys miss in the open field. Probably more so than almost any running back that Utah's had in, in a while, and that's something to really look forward, I think, to uh, this fall. But the real question is, is Utah done inside the transfer portal? And I think the answer to that right now is no. But I don't know that they're going to be looking at that many other positions right now. Charleston Rambo was a another transfer uh, portal guy from Oklahoma that was a wide receiver that Utah had looked at a little bit. He announced that he was going to transfer to Miami instead. My thinking is that the University of Utah is probably going to continue to look at specifically at the running back position. I don't think that three guys is enough. I think that they will go after another transfer player there, if not already have one in line. I think it's going to be a transfer player. I don't think it's going to be a Juco guy. We'll wait and see how that unfolds. A lot of these conversations that we have when we're talking about guys, we've heard snippets, but maybe the particular player that that the team is working with hasn't made that decision yet. They are leaning one way or the other. I, I always reference the story about Brian Thompson current University of Utah wide receiver where he went to bed the night before signing day thinking he was going to be an Oregon Duck, had a dream and woke up the next morning and knew he needed to sign with the University of Utah. So these things are always fluid and can change. That's why we don't like to report specifics about it when when we do know things. But I do believe that Utah has their sights set on a transfer portal running back still. There may be an offensive lineman uh, or uh, maybe another in-state program that then may be uh, sending a player this way. We'll wait and see on some of that stuff. But I don't think that they're actively shopping for any other positions. They have done a good job of filling up at the spots that were seemingly vacant in the in the recruiting classes i think linebacker is one where they somehow had gotten really off track in terms of having numbers at that position so i don't think that they'll be looking at linebackers through the portal traditionally we don't see a lot of great athletes at at certain positions i i know that Fans always want offensive linemen, and I understand that, but every program is looking for elite offensive linemen. So if you're going to bring somebody in from the portal, they better be a three- or four-year starter that's looking for either a new start after a coaching change or something else, not a guy that's been sitting somewhere because that's not going to help you at all. You need experience. You need guys that know how to play, that have the technique. Otherwise, you need a guy that's just an amazing, incredible athlete that maybe didn't get enough reps or or came into a program like Ohio State or Oklahoma where they are just so loaded with offensive line talent and he just that player just needs a chance to start and play more. That, that could be a situation, but there really aren't a lot of those kinds of guys in the portal. Offensive linemen are not the type to really move around a ton. You'll see a few here and there as graduate transfers and whatnot. Sometimes make changes due to coaching situations and and whatever the reasoning. But Utah hasn't had a lot of success with that in the past. You know, two transfer players from one from Marshall and the other from Washington State when the portal was first 
created that never really panned out for the Utes. So you're not going to get a lot of help in the offensive line area through the transfer portal because, A, there's just not a lot of guys out there that can help, and, B, every team out there wants to get better on the offensive line. So if there's anybody who can play, everyone's going to go after that. Bino Shermer was an athlete that Utah was very, very high on, a Juco guy under the radar, and the second that – you know, programs found out that Utah was going after him. They just jumped and pounced on him. He ended up at USC. He hasn't really seen the field a lot. But I think that's just a real example of what happens when Utah tries to go after some of these elite-level athletes on the offensive line. Now, there's plenty of development that is happening on the offensive line. We've talked about it. Simi Muala still needs a ton of work. I think his body was better this year. It's about technique right now and, and focusing in on that. It's only his third year playing offensive line going into the 2021 season. So think about that for a minute and think about how good you were at math your third year into it. We weren't asking you to do calculus like we are Simi when he's playing on the offensive line. So that's something to be really thoughtful of. The other thing that I think we always worry about is what's the depth like on the offensive line. It, it's really strong. You're going to have Bama Luceni, who will have had a few more reps and, and another year and an opportunity to develop. You've got Luke Felix Fualalo, who I absolutely love Luke. He's, he's not from America came here from Australia. Uh, I believe he's actually a Kiwi from from New Zealand originally, but he's incredibly smart. He's tenacious. He just has that it factor when you watch his tape. But he sat out his senior year at Modern Day, wasn't able to play because of transcript issues. Had committed to the Utes. Loves it here. He's an engineering student. He's very smart. He's athletically gifted. He's just learning the nuances of the position. And from what I saw in, in spring spring ball, his his freshman year, it did look like he was starting to make that kind of progress. Falcon Kamatule. This is becoming an offensive line segment. What a shocker! Falcon Kamatule is is an incredible athlete. Had some injury stuff last year. I, I shouldn't say injury stuff, but was working through some things and so he's another development developmental project but Jaron Kump was another guy that emerged we saw Satawa Lamea come through you know Keaton Bills and Braden Daniels will have another spring to work out whatever it is that they need to get out between them Nick Ford Orlando Umano we think will be back so there's plenty of talent there and and there is legitimate depth I think the biggest thing that Utah fans look at with the offensive line is they think it was bad and it wasn't bad. They were really good in the running game. They were just lackluster in the first game against USC overall. They improved drastically in the running game in the second, third, fourth, and fifth games. And the pass pro was a lot, lot slower to come along. But if you watch the Colorado game, it was much, much better. Now, the conversation is always about how does it work with the quarterback and the offensive line? Well, that's going to be the big mystery, right? Will you have a quarterback that can work with this offensive line? Will they find some chemistry? So I think those are the things to really look at in regards to the offensive line. Safety position is going to be really stacked. We know that Vontae Davis is back. We know that RJ Hubert will be healthy. Kamui Latu, who was a freshman last year, started to play a little bit, started to pop. We'll have Nephi Sewell, who who may be able to switch back and forth a little bit between that linebacker hybrid safety position that he was playing last season. So there are, there is depth at the safety position, even if Nate Ritchie does decide to go on a mission. Uh, you're also getting a very intriguing safety prospect coming in in the 2021 class in Cole Bishop, 6'3", 200 out of Fayetteville, Georgia. So you know that he's been prepped 
uh, properly at the high school level competition wise comes out of Stars Mill High School. He's like I said, six three two hundred. So so he is well built to play the position if if needs be. More than anything, he'll just be providing depth. There's also Zamaya Vaughn, the walk on from Beaumont, Texas, who came out and had some really strong uh, strong starts to the season and was getting reps. So there's four or five guys right there. You know, Vontae Davis, RJ Hubert, Kamoy Latu. Uh, if we see Nephi, so we'll go back there a little bit. Zamaya Vaughn, Cole Bishop. There's six at the safety position. And then, you know, a corner, it's just a, a wealth of riches with, with Clark Phillips. And uh, I think we saw some good things from JT Broughton. Uh, for sure saw some good things from JT. Uh, and you know, Kenzo Lawler will will have another year in the program. He's he's a guy that Steve Bartle and I have both really liked. Fabian Marks had a, an interception already. Malone Mattaele will be there. Uh, you know we're going to see another year of Lacrae uh, Pleasant Johnson. That maybe he can actually put on some weight and, and compete. He's another kid that if he can get his body to the point where Utah needs it to be and get strong enough, he could really be an impact guy at DB. So, so they're plenty loaded there. In addition to uh, you know Alicia Lloyd, who's coming in, in in the 2021 class and linebacker, we've talked about it ad nauseum. There's just a lot of depth on this team. So I, I don't know that there's necessarily any reason to look in the portal for any of that. Circling back around, uh, running back and wide receivers the two positions that kind of stand out the most to me, mostly because wide receiver, I think there's plenty of talent in there with Britton Covey, Solomon Enos, uh, Samson Nakua, Connor O'Toole, Money Parks, uh, Brian Thompson, Devon Vele, uh, but they do need to have, that's, that's six guys right there, but you do need to have some, some uh, I would think that you'd want to have at least eight. Um, you know, uh, Makai Cope will be coming in in this class, so you'll either be looking for another transfer guy uh, so that you can get to that eight and, and hopefully have eight scholarship guys in that position. Um, and that kind of wraps up this segment for us in terms of, you know, where Utah is at, what they're looking for with the portal. And, and you know, I do expect to hear some news soon in, in regards to uh, what Utah will – who else will be coming to Utah, especially with school starting next week on Tuesday. Uh, they're not going to want to dally too much and wait around on this kind of stuff. You know, guys can come in later than just the day that school starts because of how the calendar is set up. But you want to get guys in and you want to get guys working out as, as soon as possible. We see that Jaquindon Jackson's in town, had his first meal at R&R Barbecue. Jaquindon, I apologize. It's not Texas, but it's the best we got right now. We'll see if we can't hook you up with something better. Um, you know, Peter Castelli's on his way in. So, so guys are getting in so they can get going in the winter workouts. I would expect that Utah's not going to want to wait too much longer to get a lot of this stuff taken care of. And then we'll go into spring ball and see how things work out from there. And, and if there are athletes in, in spring ball that either are unable to take over positions or unable to establish themselves or if there are injuries or whatever happens, then they can go back in the summer and reevaluate and look at some things. And in the meantime, we still have the signing day in February coming up. So those are all things that will really help, uh, you know, solidify it. Like I said, two more players, probably max. And and that's where you're going to be sitting on that. And who knows, maybe if you go to betonline.ag, you can place a bet on 
who comes out of the portal next for the University of Utah. It's one of my favorite parts about their website. They will take bets on just about anything. Let them know what it is that you want to bet on. They'll create a line for it. They'll create odds for it. They'll give you uh, the opportunity to place that bet to the best of their ability. NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball. College football is over now. But Alabama, we had them at 8.5. The over was 75. I said early, early on, I want that over. And, and man, that was a great bet. So, Don't wait around any longer. I'm not saying that I have the best advice when it comes to gambling because I'm still getting into it too. But luckily, I I am going through a great site in Bet Online where I know that if I put my money in, I'm going to get a 50% bonus with my locked on promo code. I know that I'm going to be safe. The money is reliable. The company is reliable. The The reviews are all there. They they set the lines ahead of everybody else. The Bet Online was one of the first places to come out with lines for the championship game. And lo and behold, it was a great line to take advantage of. So no reason to sit out any longer. Go to betonline.ag, create an account, enter in the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus, and start making money and having fun while watching sports give yourself a reason to watch more sports as if we didn't need it already that about wraps up our episode for today i I did want to talk briefly about a rumor that's going around about morgan scally to jacksonville i've now heard it uh from a couple different areas so i do think that is something that is legitimate i do believe that Urban Meyer has contacted Morgan about the position. I don't have any information in regards to what Scally's thinking is. Um, But if we're going off of what he said in the past and who Morgan is, I don't know that an NFL job really appeals to him. And the reason for that is that his drive, his his determination, his motor for, for the kind of coach that he is has always been taking these young men and turning them into better individuals for society. But he is well aware of what it is that they need to do in order to remain employed, and that's win football games. So you've seen him evolve as a safeties coach, as a defensive coordinator. He's improved from year to year. I don't think that there's an ego or anything like that that sits inside of him saying, yeah, I need to go prove myself at the NFL level. The only way I could see that being something that he might pursue is because he feels like it might uh, help resolve all the racial uh, issues that he went through over the summer with the text and and help recreate his character. I'm not excusing the behavior or anything that he did, but anyone who knows who Morgan Scally is knows the regret that he feels for the way the situation unfolded, knows the regret for his actions, knows that he's trying to make amends and and do the right thing and, and grow and become a better person from it. And, and that's really important. I think that we can't always just, just eliminate people from livelihoods and everything like that because they make mistakes. We have to have some, you know, margin of error for these kinds of people. And I think the part that, that gets me with Morgan Scally is all the good that he has done, uh, you know, not just with the football program, but in the community at large and with a lot of these young men. 
and the amount of help that he's provided him, I think he's earned that opportunity to uh, repair his character, to move forward, to make amends and, and whatnot. And I, I don't know that he's necessarily a, a head coach candidate right now, but maybe going to the NFL will will make that a, more of a reality and, and take some of the heat off of the situation to where people can see what his real true qualities are. Uh, so that would be the only situation where I could see him taking the job because he is so invested in this program. Utah is his home. He he loves it here. His family loves it here. He's always coached here. He's turned Urban down before when Urban tried to get him to go to Florida. So I don't know that I'd necessarily see it happening. Obviously, as I hear things, I'm going to pass it along to you as best I can and let you know where what direction you know that might head and, and whatnot. But I, I do – it's interesting to think about and debate. But at the end of the day, I, I think the same thing will happen like when Kyle Whittingham decided between Utah and BYU and he called Morgan and started singing to Morgan, I am a Utah man, sir, and I live across the green. So looking forward to, to watching this team evolve. Thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate you so much. Subscribe, rate, review, whatever podcast platform you're on. That's enough. If you feel like going the extra mile and giving us a rating, remember it is five stars only on Apple Podcasts. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate you. We love you. Have a great day. This has been Locked On Utes on the Locked On Podcast Network for January 13th, 2021.